0: movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Untreaded Media Podcast. This is episode 167, where we just talk about all the times the Motion Picture Association has been wrong, because they're incredibly subjective. And no, this is not at all tied to the Batman coming out, which easily could have passed for a rated R movie, but it's a fun tie nonetheless. So this week, we're talking <laughs> about movies that have the wrong rating. Things that are G, that should have been PG, R... But should have been PG thirteen and vice versa. I think this is an interesting discussion because I don't know. There's quite a bit that I'm just like, really, how did that get the rating that it does, and that doesn't have the rating? But okay, you know, biases and whatever. But uh, Josh, how you doing today?
1: I'm chilling, my dude. It's uh, I've got my coffee. It's uh, my day off. Like I'm, we are vibing today, my dude.
0: Well, have you been watching anything good?
1: No, uh no. no. <laughs> uh, like I, uh, like we watched Half Blood Prince with, with my mom's watch through uh, of Harry Potter. Um, great movie, still, still I think one of the funniest in the series, oddly enough.
0: And um, just to just to hint for down the road, we're gonna talk about Half Blood Prince in our discussion later. Really? Why the heck is Half Blood Prince rated PG?
1: Okay, yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> it's the only one after four that's rated PG, and I don't understand why.
1: <laughs> it's, it, yeah 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 that's weird. Okay, we'll totally touch on it. But yeah yeah like I'm, uh, I've been reading a lot more this past well reading and I think I've. I've I didn't logged. know
0: you could read.
1: I know, right? <laughs> oh brick i didn't know you could read <laughs> i was more going
0: with crab from chamber oh, secrets Crabbe,
1: Goyle, yeah. and it, it's that's one of my favorite faces he makes he's like i didn't know you could read hmm. like draco how do you think he's been doing schoolwork this whole time daddy's like, money that's uh, fair it, it is i think it's said in the books like uh malfoy's like um lucius is like you know if you want to get your grades up there bunny like Yeah, great stuff. Uh, halfway through, um, Order of the Phoenix, and as a good old rant to Nathan yesterday, I am slogging through.
0: (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to every Potter fan's first experience with Order of the Phoenix.
1: Like God, dude, it is. It's rough, man. It's definitely rough. Uh, and um, about a third away of the way through, um. Mistborn by Brandon Samuelson. It's very interesting. It's a very good book. Um, Brandon Samuelson, For the, if anybody's interested in, in uh, like creative writing and stuff like that, he uh, I found him because he teaches a like a creative writing specifically for sci fi and fantasy um, class at BYU. Um, and early the, on the spring. Um, semester of 2020 obviously we know what happened but um <laughs> spoiler alert um early that spring he filmed the whole whole the whole class and put it on youtube for free hmm. so that's cool so i've been uh I've, I've been doing some of his classes and then because of that i was like well you know what? i should read some of this guy's work if i'm gonna if i'm gonna like legitimately take him seriously and gosh darn is he good but yeah yeah anyway. what are you watching
0: um some movie called the batman with Robert Pattinson, oh, right. uh, yeah. Oh, full yeah, reviews on the so, channel. So... It's it's really good. I just don't know if I'm diving into the deep end like everyone else is. Of just like, oh, it's perfect. It's so it's a masterpiece. I'm like, it's really good. But tell me that the second half, and most notably the 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 last third, isn't nearly as up to par as the first half. Like when Josh eventually sees it, he'll understand. Holy crap, the first 15 minutes of this are some of the best Batman ever. It's so good. But there are there are certain subplots that are important to the overall story that I'm just like, I'm not as connected or I don't care about this as much. Um, yeah. And Riddler kind of takes a backseat in those moments. Um, but overall, it's excellent. I'm really looking forward to the direction that Matt and Reeves Reese will be taking these Bat movies and we'll talk about them here. Uh also it destroyed the box office this past weekend, which you know, HBO, that's what happens when you put your movies in theaters only. They make money. Yeah. Shocker. No um I also watched Nobody with uh Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. There's
0: some really good stunt work in it. As a whole it it does feel like a John Wick knockoff. With an old guy mixed with a little bit of equalizer, but it's still really, yes. really fun. It, there's some good choreography. Um, all I have to say is Christopher Lloyd, he's amazing in this movie. He plays Bob Odenkirk's dad, and he's he's just the best. That's Josh and I like to watch the the corridor crew, like the visual mm-hmm. effects artists. And they do men react. There's a couple stunts in this that I want them to react to because there's a couple that I'm watching going. You can't fake that. Uh, there's some of the goons are in a hospital bed recovering from getting attacked and their boss legitimately throws a chair at one of them. And I don't know how you would fake that stunt because it's a wide shot. They don't cut or anything. And I'm like, oh, is that like a dummy chair? That's got to be something or else pay your stunt man more for that because that was a really good stunt. Um, as a whole, it's pretty good. Not to the level of John Wick, but it has good world building like John Wick. And lastly, not a new movie. I've seen it before many times, but I hadn't seen it in many years. For some reason, when I was uh, home late, I just, I wanted to watch George the Jungle. I haven't watched George of the yeah. Jungle in a really long time. CG does not hold up. Like Shep, the yep. the elephant looks so bad, but the humor really holds up. Like,
1: <laughs>
0: I liked it more now as an adult than I did as a kid. There's a great moment when Lyle, who is so good. Tom Hayden Church is amazing. Uh, just takes a header and some elephant poop. And the Swahili, like, tour guides or expedition guides or whatever looked dead at the camera. Ah, falling in poop. Classic example of physical comedy. Now we throw our heads back and <laughs> laugh. Oh, ah! <laughs> like they look directly <laughs> at the camera and everything or there's some great fourth wall breaking jokes Like they've got the big old elephant that acts as a dog and one scene shows him with a gigantic milk bone bone in the narrators Like no, no, that's way too much. Come on now But that we can't take that seriously and then they immediately just smash cut and there's no bone anymore That's better. Like it's so good. Like the fourth wall breaks are so funny But the one that is just so random that I just died laughing of what is um, the main girl, Ursula, uh, is thinking Uh. about getting married to to Tarzan, same character, George of the Jungle. And George is stuck in her apartment just juggling and her mom keeps calling her on the answering machine. Pick up, pick up, answer the phone, Ursula. George picks it up "Ah!" and then immediately hangs (laughs) up and I'm like... Why does that work? <laughs> Brendan Fraser is so good as George of the Jungle. And it was two years before The Mummy. I don't know why, but like everyone's always talks about Brendan Fraser and The Mummy. It's like, that's his, oh, wow. No, Miss George of the Jungle. And it got me thinking, why does Disney not do anything with George of the Jungle? I'd be so down with a new incarnation of that. And while I'm watching it, I'll always like Brendan Fraser more. But swap Brendan Fraser with like a Channing Tatum? someone that's got okay. that good looks but also has impeccable comedic timing and also some good physical comedy, I kind of want a George of the Jungle with Channing Tatum now.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, I don't see anything against it. Yeah, I, I, I might... That's oh, Go back and watch it. It's so funny. I have such fond memories. There's, like, there's a time where... uh what was it? I'd go over to my 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 cousin's house and like we'd like those that was always one of two movies we'd watch is always George of the Jungle or uh, Mighty Joe Young and mm, good stuff like just yeah okay also, good memories good memories
0: I love when they're self aware because one of yeah. the the safari guides or whatever falls off a really high bridge basically to his death and the narrator just goes don't worry no one dies in a Disney movie they just get really big <laughs> boo-boos and they immediately cut to the guy just around the fire with a whole bunch of band-Aids just looking at Lyle you suck, <laughs> suck. <laughs> oh
1: man the jungle's up there man it's I I think it, it's got one of the most <laughs> one of the most like memorable uh like main soundtracks it's so good oh they go yeah. so
0: hard on the score in this for some reason like they don't need to go that hard but they do
1: This guys this is just a just a, a disney movie about a tarzan knockoff we don't need to go hard
0: it's a piano flaming piano <laughs> meme yeah <laughs> Alrighty, let's get into some news because there's a lot of interesting stuff that could have ramifications down the road uh but first of all we got to talk about the success of the batman and its subsequent spin-offs as it seems like one of the spin-offs has kind of shifted direction to a new story avenue i guess we'll we'll call it, or a new location, so to speak, and that is the supposed GCPD spinoff show for the Batman that Matt Reeves has been working on. He said it's kind of has shifted away from that to becoming a show about Arkham Asylum. I'm going, oh, there's a lot of interesting possibilities here. Is it still going to be a GCPD show, but is it going to be GCPD with an emphasis on asylum? Are we getting away from the GCPD part of it in general? Um, this is very interesting to me. There's a lot of interesting routes. The my, my mind immediately goes to, like, okay, is this how we're going to introduce the rogues gallery of, like, is the GCPD tracking down and arresting some of the... No offense, but lower level people in the Matt Reeves yeah. universe. Like, I know we're getting Firefly and Batgirl, but like Firefly or Clock King or Victor Zazz would be perfect for this show okay. that could get thrown into Arkham Asylum. However, if I'm Matt Reeves, I would do something different, like really different throughout the GCPD concept. If we're doing something with Arkham Asylum, have it be about the origins of of the arkham asylum itself with amadeus arkham how he went insane mm-hmm. um and i'm basing this solely off of the arkham asylum video game but have it um don't be tied down to the timeline constraints of your current movies i i'm sure that's what they want to do to expand the universe more but i think it'd be more interesting if you expand the universe from filling out the the back so to speak and it's not gonna run into that era of well are we gonna see bruce wayne's parents get shot again i'm like mm. That's not, because thank God that doesn't happen to the Batman. Spoiler alert, I guess. You don't see Batman's parents die. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: but this would be set way in the past. I think the founding of Arkham Asylum, with maybe have it be like kind of the Shining-esque of Amadeus Arkham founds Arkham Asylum for good purposes, of like, we are going to rehabilitate. And then he slowly starts losing his mind, and basically it goes from an actual credible... Um, rehabilitation center to the definition of the nuthouse. I think that could be interesting, but I would not be surprised at all if this show is used to introduce other Batman villains that they might not have film plans for, but they want to flesh out the universe more because the Batman has a lot of villains, but they're used well for the larger narrative of their pieces on a chessboard, so to speak, and I would like to see that happen more. I do kind of get tired of comic book movies going, all right, here's your main villain. He's the only villainous character in this. Um, like Batman's got a lot of characters. Let's use some other ones to slot in somewhere. So maybe that's what we're going on here. I I still kind of yeah. want to keep some of the GCPD aspect though. Cause I think that sounded interesting. There's just a lot of interesting avenues to go with this. And I don't really know what he means by this, but could also be early enough in the development stage that they don't really know what this is shaping up to be just yet. Um, yeah. Arkham Asylum show or GCPD show? If you had a choice of the two, which would you rather see?
1: Well, we kind of already have a GCPD show, and that's Gotham. It was I for mean, the first two
0: a, seasons, and then it's just know, like, not is, villains is, galore.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, It's uh, I think it'd be better to uh, focus on Arkham Asylum, especially like if this is going to be like extra content, not necessarily um, driving what... what directly driving what happens in the films then yeah this just needs to be extra extra content like hey yeah like so uh (laughs) kind of like how my experience of the books is right of the harry potter books are is right now like hey this is the movies if you want a little bit more information go read the books like um yeah i'm down absolutely i i do think the easy route is to Kind of do a, a anthology series of sorts with the with the people in, um, in Arkham would be in, what you could do. Would be, and I'm trying to come up with something that's a little different than yours, but isn't exactly an anthology. Uh, so let's try to combine these concepts of the GCPD, and um, including an Arkham Asylum. Maybe have them. Uh, let's have let's just say gordon for the sake of it uh, has to is you know try to solve a specific crime um and there's happens to be a lot of people involved and so he has to interview lots of people that happen to be in arkham asylum that way we can meet people while we're still heading towards a specific goal um Maybe they do Zaz for their first season, and so in order to understand more about Zaz, that he has he has to go to Arkham to interview certain uh, certain accomplices and, and people that might have known him and stuff like that. That's just to catch him. Obviously, this is me saying this without having seen the movie at all, so I don't know. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Arkham but, yeah, does that's... not really
0: factor into the movie. It's there. At the end, obviously, to set up future things. But yeah, Arkham doesn't really play a factor in it. But I would like to spend more time there and see kind of what this version of Arkham is like because we've seen like the Nolan Arkham. We've seen the Burton Arkham and seen how they're different. Um, I'd like to spend more time with the Matt Reeves one to kind of see what that one yeah. would be like. But I know there's a very famous Batman comic. Um I think it's just called Batman... Maybe Asylum, I think? Or something like that. I think it's Batman trapped in... It's what the game was heavily inspired by. The Basically, Batman trapped inside Arkham Asylum. Swap out Batman for a couple um, of GCPD, basically... I think that could be really fun. Make it like a horror show of these characters trapped in a location like Resident Evil, except good basically of just <laughs> have this squad that slowly starts getting picked off. Um,
1: it's just the raid, but with white guys,
0: <laughs> I would not mind a GCPD with yeah. the raid.
1: Yeah. The, we're it's like we're opposite where they have, they're stuck at the top of a, an apartment complex and they have to fight their way out. Um, I kind of like that, actually, uh, how each, you, you know, that season maybe only have a select few villains because you don't want to overcrowd stuff. Um, well, it'd be interesting to see if and I don't think that they've confirmed this yet or not, that <clears throat> that this is like taking place in a different universe than like Steve then uh, James Gunn's. Suicide it is. Yes. Yeah, okay.
0: They've confirmed that.
1: OK, cool, cool. There's nothing in the movie oh, that
0: yeah. says that, but they've confirmed it.
1: Okay, which is fine. I'm totally down with that. Like, uh yeah. Uh, the uh, the only thing I was gonna say was like it'd be interesting to have like calendar Calendar Man, at least that version of Calendar Man, show up and like he's like this like a funny dude and he's terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I still want
0: fun. like the Arkham City Calendar Man of like a Hannibal Lecter esque that I think yeah. could be really really fun. Um, but yeah, I. I just kind of want these projects to go in development uh, because we've got this. We've got the Penguin. I'm like, so when are y'all starting this? Like, Mm -hmm. the Batman's great. And I want to spend more time in that world. Can we just get some forward progress on that? Some forward momentum, please. But, uh, yeah, I think it's only a matter of time. Now, this one, we talked about recently that the Marvel Netflix stuff was coming to Disney Plus in Canada. Well, and now it's coming stateside as parental controls and the Marvel Netflix stuff is coming to Disney Plus with like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and everything else. I do find it funny, though, that when Disney announced it, they're just like, oh, these shows coming to Disney Plus. They never mentioned Iron Fist. And I'm going, so you do listen to people because um, I don't think anybody's excited about Iron Fist coming to Disney Plus. Yeah. To me, this is A much bigger deal than Mm -hmm. just the Marvel Netflix character showing up on Disney Plus. This is a much bigger thing. It's like when Disney bought Fox. Everyone was like, Cool, the X-Men can join the MCU. I'm like, that's an added bonus, but that's not the real reason it's happening. It's the exact same thing here. It's an added bonus that we're getting the Marvel Netflix stuff on Disney Plus, but it's not the real reason. It's Disney Plus has stagnated in their numbers like they've they've they boomed right out of the gate and got a lot of subscribers it's tailed off and it has not looked good on stock which is why they've also talked about they're going to introduce an ad supported version of disney plus so you can pay a cheaper version with no ads i'm going disney plus is already eight bucks a month how are you gonna get cheaper than that? You're gonna have like a five dollar one with ads, because eight bucks is honestly still really not that much for how much content yeah. Disney Plus has. Granted, they could do more new content, um, but the bigger factor here is Disney Plus is finally gonna start putting adult content on Disney Plus, yeah. which is why they're putting the parental controls in. Which this comes back to—they're getting to a point where they're stagnating on subscriber numbers. So they need to have everything migrate to one location. Um, Mm -hmm. I get what Disney's was thinking of. We're going to be a family friendly platform that's safe for the kids. I get that. But if you want to stay competitive with the other streaming services, whether it be HBO max, uh, peacock Netflix, uh, those are the only real competition right now for them. Um, then you need to have stuff that's more than just for the family and for kids and teenagers. Mm-hmm. You need strictly adult content. Like, HBO Max has the inverse problem. They've got a lot of adult-oriented content, mm-hmm. but they still at least have some kids' stuff. Uh, Netflix has some kids' stuff and some family stuff. They have the whole package. And I think you've got to broaden your reach as much as seemingly possible if you're Disney+. Plus. And this is where we bring it back around. This is why they bought Fox. Fox mm-hmm. stuff is coming to Disney Plus because, again, this part is just me speculating, but there have been reports for a while now that Comcast and Universal are going to pull their stake out of Hulu and invest their content back into Peacock, which is probably the right move, which would make Disney the sole purveyor of Hulu. And if that happens, Hulu's done. I'd move everything Hulu to Disney Plus, make a mega app, because I've said before, we've got a mega app coming with the Discovery Warner merger and whatever app that ends up happening. So Disney will probably, in response, merge Hulu and Disney Plus, which honestly gets me excited, because while Hulu has some good content, I would not miss Hulu if it if it's content went somewhere else i've never liked hulu's interface i've never liked that they're just like y'all content with hd i'm going but why because if i know something's going to disney plus that's a newer project i know what i'm getting i will get 4k i will get the best audio um, platform that it's currently available on whether it's surround or atmos or whatever else disney plus puts that best foot forward when it comes to the audio and visual department, like West Side Story just came out on both HBO Max and Disney Plus, which is super bizarre. I will absolutely be watching on Disney Plus, because Disney Plus has the premium formats of the 4K, Dolby Atmos, whatever else, and HBO Max is going, y'all like HD? That's kind of blurry? (laughs) That might only be 720, not even 1080? But if it moves to Hulu, we can get things like Alien and Predator in 4K. Maybe Terminator in 4K. All those Fox properties move over to Disney Plus with much better formats. Also, I feel like the Fox hasn't even made it to Hulu yet. At least in bulk. Like, Hulu's selection is so scattered and random. Yeah,
1: it's so weird. Like, because there's some stuff that's on and then stuff that you'd expect to be on there is not. I mean, I say that knowing that HBO Max has... Two of the three born movies, and then yeah, has le- it has legacy, and he's like, and the, and literally has it as like the born collection, but it's two out of three plus that one that Jeremy Renner did. Which so that's a I mean,
0: weird. credit to Paramount Plus. This is why they said in twenty twenty four, all our Paramount movies will be here because they planned it far enough out that they're going to let all yeah. those contracts expire, that we don't have something like this. Um, do you see a future for Hulu or do you see everything coming to Disney Plus? And if so, do you think that's a smart idea to have adult content on Disney Plus?
1: I mean, yeah, like, like you said, they're, they're going to have to do something here to keep adults coming. And you'd like being used outside of like, I don't know, the Marvel shows and um, the Star Wars shows. I've had no reason really to to, to get on Disney so it, it's definitely going to help to have just more adult content. Um, it's definitely interesting that, to me, I think it's more interesting that this is a Netflix produced show. Yeah, that's being put on Disney. So uh, to me, there's no way that that Netflix is not getting like some cash out of this, and the, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if they made it beneficial for them. Um, what's going to be hilarious is, excuse me, is if they keep Iron Fist up on Netflix and it's just like by itself. It's the
0: only show. It's the one that no one wanted. <laughs> it's like oh, how those dude. all those like lower tier Disney movies, like Old Dogs mm-hmm. or Snow Dogs, are always on other streaming services because Disney's going, yeah, we're in no rush to get those back. You, you can keep that. Like. Yeah. y'all can keep your home on the range for a little bit we'll let we'll let you have that one we don't need that one back like netflix is going yo we still have iron fist <laughs> and and you're proud of that now yeah. the, okay. the interesting question will be that i've already seen people race and it, it is one to consider is on disney plus in the marvel tab which i love the the tab that they've got i think that's a great idea yeah, um absolutely They've got subcategories within that tab. They've got like MCU, uh, Phase One, Phase Two, whatever else. But then it has Marvel Legacy, which is where the old Fantastic Four stuff, the old X Men yeah. stuff, the stuff that they got from Fox, the stuff that's not currently connected to the MCU. We'll see about that in a few months. Um, but not currently connected to the MCU. Will these shows go under that Marvel Legacy banner? Or will it go under the proper Marvel Cinematic banner? There's a 90% chance that it goes under Marvel Legacy. But, with Charlie Cox's Daredevil being in Spider-Man No Way Home, and Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin being in Hawkeye, there's a chance that it's been in the MCU. But at the same time, there are probably variants. I I know that people will be like, yeah, it's the same version. I'm like is
1: it though because
0: kingpin kind of got taken out like a fool in hawkeye yeah
1: like it becomes more obvious the more you re daredevil that they have to be variants especially with uh kingpin because and i like i rewatched it with my dad recently um and he was like yeah like if this was the version, could you imagine if that was the version that we got Bro, it was like straight up taking people's heads and shoving it through walls, like that. That that's not the kingpin we got, uh, and I think that's why everybody, to me at least, I was very like, man, this is stupid. Uh, like he's here, but he's not here. Um, yeah, so it would be interesting. I have seen, and I don't know about you, uh, I like to, for some stupid reason, look at Facebook comments and stuff like that whenever there's like this kind of article posted from reputable sources um just to kind of see what people are saying and what kind of the the general populace is, is kind of thinking and uh but a lot of people are excited but there have been quite a few people they're like but this is a family app why are these shows how are these shows going to be that's what parental controls are for i mean there's that but also like so you're letting your children watch mandalorian uh like why like that's you can't do that it's no different Uh, than
0: if you just set your kid in front of a tv with a remote in front of them at watching disney channel saying it's on disney channel that means it's okay like the kid's still gonna reach for the remote you have controls at your disposal that let them not watch the stuff that's what parental controls are for you could set it to whatever i think this is something they should have done a while ago um yeah absolutely just think it's kind of bizarre that you can get like depending on what fox stuff they get be like all right on this app you've got the lion king the mandalorian avengers wolf of wall street like <laughs> just make sure you have your parental it's controls on
1: parents <laughs> it's such a weird app now like, i don't know if I'm that's okay a fox movie
0: but imagine <laughs>
1: like- yeah, yeah. Like all the weird stuff that happens in the X Men movies, we're, we're okay with that. But once you bring that, I mean, and to be fair, these shows are incredibly violent. So, yes, please have your parental controls on. Yes, the door. Oh my gosh. The door
0: with Kingpin.
1: Yes. Oh, the, the prison sequence with uh, Punisher mm-hmm. in Daredevil season two. Like, oh God.
0: So. Why? Why must you continue to do stupid things, AMC? Like, every time I think you're going to do something smart, you just go in the opposite direction. And this is another example of just, what are you thinking? And that is that AMC was reportedly testing out... Raising ticket prices for the Batman, not for other movies, just for the Batman for prime showings for its opening weekend. Mm -hmm. And they're citing this as testing a new pricing system of like in more more in demand movies for opening weekend will be charged more than other ones. Here's where I'm conflicted. If it meant lower ticket prices for other movies, Mm -hmm. maybe not a bad idea. If you pay a dollar or two more for Prime, like, opening weekend, The Batman, but you take a dollar or two off of, um, what was the other Colin Farrell movie that came out this past weekend? He had one. Oh. Um. um, Yeah. But, like, or, like, Licorice Pizza that just came out. Or Belfast. If people want to go see that in theaters. If those tickets were cheaper in response of, like, okay, I'm not opposed to the idea Of tickets being cheaper depending on when you go. Like, okay, twelve or fifteen dollars for a Friday night, prime screens, everything else, but seven or eight dollars for a 2 p.m. Wednesday showing of licorice pizza type of thing. But AMC is not doing that. They're just looking for an excuse to raise ticket prices here, and they just did it recently. Um, it, <laughs> AMC, why do you keep shooting yourself in the foot? You're the one kid in the back of the class that's just causing everybody else so much grievance right now. Like, Regal has recovered. Cinemark's doing okay. It's just AMC that's going, Hey! We done goofed a while ago. If we keep messing with it, then we'll eventually fix it, right? We're going...
1: Just stop touching it. Just, just stop. <laughs> you keep touching it, and you're making it worse. Like a- AMC, you want to make more money, put uh, merch stores in your in your theaters.
0: Not even so much that. Just stop making stupid choices.
1: I mean, there's that, yeah. But like, and I saw somebody who was toting this as a good idea, and I'm kind of on your side with this. It, but like the pr- perspective they came. It, came from was hey we could even charge more for specific seats and treat this like an actual like a sporting event not just a movie theater thing and i was like no no i like unless you're gonna do like uh actual assigned seating and actually pay your employees a reasonable amount Uh, and actually have wait actual ushers do your theaters near you not have assigned seats so, my point with that is, not all of them do. Really? Yeah. The the, the AMCs near me are not assigned seatings. Really? Everything near
0: me yeah. is assigned seating, because I was going to bring that up of um, one of the few good things that they've learned from sporting events is assigned seatings. I don't have to wait or get to the theater mm-hmm. two hours before the movie starts, sit outside the theater with my parents, sitting on the floor, hoping that we get good seats, because that was... Definitely my thing growing up. I was wanting to get good seats, so we had to. If we had a movie at seven, we'd have to be there at like five thirty or whatever else, just to make sure if it was like opening night. I like the reserved seats ahead of time. I don't oh, like yeah, the idea of oh middle seats, extra fifty cents. I'm
1: like just like it doesn't make sense to me because like this isn't a theater. This isn't like a sporting event. Um, it just like it's it it's all the seats are close the- enough
0: together that you're gonna get the same experience
1: yeah it's not courtside versus nosebleeds yeah they're trying to nickel and dime you and i i don't appreciate that i and i agree with you like i'd be more down with them raising prices for like the premier movies like the the mainstream ones if it meant i got to see i don't know french dispatch for five bucks on the on a on a saturday like that's fine i can i'm down with that but like that we both, like you said, we both know that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is they're they're going to keep these l- movies like Lic- Licorice Pizza, like um, Fred uh, ooh, French Despatch, or crap, even like um, uh, like something like The Green Knight, like some of these like movies that aren't going to be quote, unquote as popular. First of all, that's very odd to kind of like. Go ahead and dictate what movies are going to be bigger than. Yeah, others. see,
0: that's where I kind of step back my own thought of like, like ooh, who are who, yeah, we, who are like the theaters to decide? All right, this is popular, this is not. But also, like, it kind of makes it really hard to fairly assess anything box office going forward. Then, of like, mm-hmm. well, this had the biggest box office opening of all time. I'm like, well. It had the ticket prices compared to this other movie that didn't have that extra benefit i'm happy it's just amc doing this stupid stuff because it almost feels like every single time it's that harry potter meme of why is whenever something bad happens it's always, it's always you, you amc <laughs> like they're the ones that yeah. just started this whole war with streaming and theaters because they did some stupid stuff. You don't hear anything about Regal or Cinemark or Miller's no, Ale House. No. Not Miller's Ale House. Um, that's a restaurant. I, mean, I was like,
1: that's a restaurant. Ooh, Miller's Ale House showed
0: movies. Great. Um, yeah. what's it? Um, what am I thinking of? The, the Texas, um.
1: Oh, move, uh, Alamo Draft yeah, House? Yeah, that
0: one. Why am I? <laughs> Miller's Ale a- House, Alamo Draft House. <laughs> Miller's Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I don't know where we're Roadhouse. But yeah. This just raises more issues. This overcomplicates a process that doesn't really need it. Like, AMC, you've got a good thing with A-List, where you've got your 25 bucks a month, you see basically unlimited movies. Just freaking advertise that more than when you're yeah. actually sitting down in the theater. I've never understood why theaters, whether it's Regal, Cinemark, AMC, they advertise themselves when you're already in the theater. They're just like, Oh, oh, your movie's about to start. Did you see the Coke commercial right before the movie? I'm like, dude, if I'm getting a drink, I already have it. Or they'll be like, isn't it great to see a movie at AMC? Yes, that's why I'm sitting in an AMC theater. (laughs) Like, I think movie theaters just need to advertise in places besides theaters. It's, why do they overcomplicate it? When was the last time you saw a TV commercial, not for a specific movie, but for a theater, be like, hey guys, this is how we've improved as a theater. The th- magic of theaters are still a thing. Just yeah. <laughs> Or there's so many people that I don't think understand or realize that there are things like AMC A-List or Regal Crown yeah. Club where you can have a subscription and see as many movies as you want because they don't properly advertise it just advertise it and you make up some of the lost revenue that you've been missing out on. You don't have to overcomplicate it with stupid raised ticket prices like
1: <sighs> Yeah, like you said. It just like the more and more you dive in, much like the Harry Potter world, the more you more you dive into it, the weirder and weirder stuff gets. Like it's just yeah, I mm, there's a lot of kind of stuff that's going to be overcomplicated for literally no reason at all, other than let's nickel, nick <laughs> Hey man, now now that we uh, thankfully have people coming back to our theaters, let's nickel and dime them.
0: <laughs> now let's get to some hmm. positive stuff though, because yeah, this has gone from like oh to oh yes to me really really quickly so it feels like a new alien movie has been in kind of development hell forever uh mm-hmm. i feel like there was or maybe i was thinking of the tv show that we're getting that um oh there's that i believe it's an alien tv show that i'm blanking on the guy's name that they're working that disney signed him but ah uh, let's see alien tv series nope that's to give me Resident Alien with Alan Tudyk. That's not what I'm looking for. I'll look it up another time. Um, That sounds
1: right.
0: But we have a new development that just makes me go, oh, now I'll care about Alien because I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest Alien fan. I think they're fine. I like Predator a little more. However, something I like more than Alien is Fede Alvarez. And Fede Alvarez will be writing and directing a new alien movie. For those that don't know, Fede Alvarez is the man behind Don't Breathe and the Evil Dead remake. Two, I think, of some of the best... And I mean this in the best possible way. Best and non-rewatchable horror movies of recent memory. Like, they're fantastic. (laughs) So good that I don't want to rewatch them. And I mean that in the nicest way possible because... I saw what was in the basement of Don't Breathe and I don't need to see it again.
1: Because... Mm. Yeah. And also,
0: <laughs> screw you, Neesine, from Evil Dead. You no. Know. Yeah. Also, Evil Dead's still what? one of the best remakes of all time. So, when I yeah, see Fede absolutely. Alvarez's name attached to anything when he's writing and directing mind you because his name has been attached as a producer on certain things don't breathe too texas chainsaw netflix and they've been trash so i don't know if i would trust his name as a producer on things but writing and directing oh yes like considering this is a franchise that i don't really care about you slap fede alvarez's name on it i'm immediately interested in it because you know with fede it's going to be scary, but also if Evil Dead's anything to go by, this is going to be a very mm-hmm. R-rated violent alien, which is something that the French has just kind of needed for a little bit. I I don't want to say they've gotten soft, but they kind of have gotten a little tame with yeah. alien.
1: Well, it's... They, uh, if the Pr- Prometheus saga has anything to go by, it's they, they they've gotten pretty tame and, like, Oh, hey, look! This is our nice, beautiful sci-fi film. Hi, like you know, come see us. It was Noah Hawley
0: that was supposedly doing an Alien series.
1: Uh, that name sounds familiar, but I don't know why. Uh, but just like the per- the Alien series is a joke at this particular point, because like you know, have you gone to the Prometheus School of running away from things? Like that? Like absolutely. Like, I, 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 we do
0: it, not give cinema sins any credit here
1: but that joke is fantastic. I can't, I can't. Like, I agree. CinemaSins is terrible and they don't, they, they shouldn't be, st- I don't understand how they're still, okay, that's wrong. I understand Because idiot's born
0: every short. minute.
1: Yes, I, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, but with that being said, I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Freddie Alvarez is, is involved. Yeah, let's go, buddy. Uh, give me people actually being, like, destroyed do you think we'll actually see somebody get eaten this time like actually like not just like because we get the 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 tongue mouth going through heads a lot but like it's never quote-unquote shown it's always like a uh you get just from like you like just from the mouth yeah oh, okay cool or you get like a silhouette like the, to my knowledge we haven't gotten like a straight on like you get to see everything and um Everest seems like the kind of guy to, <laughs> to show that um it's been a long a long time since alien and uh the series has definitely gone way more sci-fi than horror um and I'd be excited to see somebody like Fred, Fred Alvarez take the series back to its, its horror roots. Um so I think the big question here is, do we stay in space? Or do we bring yes. it back yes, bring it to Yes, because the Noah
0: Hawley one is supposed to be set on Earth. Um, and Interesting. Prequel. Okay. So... What gets me also excited is Fede himself went to Ridley Scott, who is still producing these movies. Uh, he went to him Ridley Scott himself. He's just like, dude, please, please, please let me do an alien movie. Here's my story. I've wanted to do it forever. Here's what I got. And Ridley Scott told him no. And so apparently he's been sitting on it for a while. And Ridley Scott was just like, you know what? I'll give that kid the movie. Why not? So he called him up and was just like, you still want to do it? And Fede's like, whatever I'm doing, I'll drop it right now and do it. Yes. Um, here's, here's my long term booking I think this might be what they're thinking of either the show or this movie because Disney loves their cinematic universes and making things franchises yeah. I would not be surprised at all if Disney and 20th century studios are considering redoing an alien versus predator attempt and properly build it up because yeah. if you properly build that up and you know don't make a PG thirteen as much as I like the first Alien versus Predator don't make a PG thirteen yeah. that could make you a lot of money it'll never happen but imagine Alien versus Predator versus Terminator like
1: <laughs> no <laughs> or
0: yeah that's about all I'm. Only real crossover. You can't do Alien vs. Predator vs. Rambo. That wouldn't work. No. Nah, I feel that, like that's been be a weird. comic, though. Um,
1: I wouldn't be surprised.
0: But um, I, I, I've I thought for a little bit that Alien vs. Predator is coming again. This time it's different. It's Predator vs. Alien. That's completely yeah, different. Know. This time we're going to shoot it so you can actually see the action. What a novel concept. What?
1: That's allowed? You can do that? <laughs> uh, Zack yeah, Snyder's the cinematographer. <laughs> so, if they do that, if they're gonna quote-unquote properly build this, um, do you... How many, how many, how many movies are you thinking? Like As many
0: as they can three?
1: make. I mean, yeah, but... I, I guess, like... In it's order always to like quote the quote third one
0: that they run it. into issues with. They're just like, alright, we got the first two! Oh. I think looking back with movies, you realize how hard it is to stick the landing with the third movie? Like... Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 3, never even happened. Spider-Man 3, bad. Credit to No Way Home that it delivered. But look at the uh, the first Alien. First two are great, even if they're wildly different. Aliens is when it started going off the rails. And some people, mm-hmm. uh, we've got a friend of ours that I still think he believes Alien 3 is the worst of all of them. I'm going, but 4 exists. But
1: 4 exists. And <laughs> yeah. Alien vs.
0: Predator Requiem exists.
1: And Prometheus. Prometheus is not Prometheus. Yeah, Prometheus. Yeah. It's not as bad as I think people make it out to be. I I it's don't the, care the, for
0: Prometheus though.
1: It's not. I don't care for it, but not because it's a bad movie. I think it's just not. It's it's a it's a sci-fi like hey, let's take this horror series and turn it into Blade Runner kind of thing. Um, it's not. It's not my thing. I I think back to like my question. I I think it's three is your solid uh well you know what I, i'm taking it i might take that back do you like to how fun would it be to do like a, pre- a couple predator movies of them like hunting stuff and then they go to earth to hu- or they go they you no know, let's not even have them hunt them on earth let's hunt let's have them hunt in the ha- have them hunt eh, in a space t- station or something like i just like a neutral ground site or they go where, to the
0: xenomorph's home planet
1: ooh, but go like, to the buffet a- they don't have a home planet, no
0: What if they made one? <laughs> just, not hard. You own the franchise, let's do whatever just, you
1: want. Yeah, this, uh, let's just, like, Ridley Scott is known for counting things, so yeah, why not? Especially in the series. Well,
0: here's where I'm gonna lose a lot of people, but it needs to be said. If you want the Alien franchise to succeed, Ridley Scott has to be involved as little as possible. Yeah. Just gonna say it now, because he's doesn't have the magic touch anymore let's just put it that way he's very very spotty love the martian we all remember well none of us remember the counselor um
1: yeah he he's really having his last duel with creative creativity
0: or it's with millennials and their (laughs) stupid phones
1: yeah those millennials man shake your finger that's why the last duel
0: didn't do well has nothing to do with the lackluster marketing campaign and being outdated biopic but whatever
1: yeah, whatever. You know, it's weird store structure. Yeah, yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> so, let's talk about movies that don't need to happen, but are happening either way. And also, how are they happening? With the I Am Legend sequel that's bringing back Will Smith. So, the people that made this movie... Did they see the original to know what happens to Will Smith? Unless they're going to go back and retcon and say, the alternate ending that we should have used for this movie, because that's a soapbox that I'm absolutely going to stand on here in a bit here. Uh, that that other ending is the, the real ending here. Um, why is this a thing? Why are we getting a I Am Legend sequel? Just because y'all like... Will Smith again after King Richard doesn't mean we just green light everything. The Hancock sequel is right there in front of you and you go with this instead. The movie that he's clearly dead for. The only thing, the only thing that gets me at least somewhat intrigued by this is that it'll have both Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan being in a movie together for the first time. That is a phenomenal pairing that I would love to see in a movie together. I Am Legend 2 is not... That sequel is not that movie that I want to see them paired together. I am legendary. I was going to make fun of no. it, but that actually sounds no. kind of no. dope.
1: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I am legends. Uh,
0: legends. Am I'm I telling
1: you? <laughs> I'm telling you right now. This show, show is called. Uh, these movies are called. I am legend because that's where they belong <gasps> in the past. We are legend. Uh, stop. No, no, no. We are no. grouped. It's, <laughs> i don't like and i think for me i don't really like i am legend the movie either i hate it like it's it's not i don't i won't say i hate it i do uh, but you, it's boring and it has a terrible time, ending that i'll get to <laughs> if the only time i feel anything in your movie is when you kill a dog on screen like come on like i'm i'm supposed to like somebody just, joked
0: that they'll bring the dog back
1: what's funny is technically speaking if this pairing is to be believed michael b jordan is really just replacing the dog um
0: (laughs) there's a really there's a really easy joke to be had there but we're gonna take the high road on
1: that one (laughs) Yep. Uh
0: I, I like yeah, both dude. of these actors. I just don't get why this is the project. A movie I didn't think I am legend like lit up the box office or anything, although it's super weird that it's like had this weird resurgence that people discovered in I Am Legend in the background there's a Batman and Superman poster that's got like yeah. the Bat logo in the Superman no the Superman logo in the Bat logo and then Batman versus Superman happened like a decade later. Um uh-huh the ending the ending complicates things because spoiler alert uh, for a crappy movie from over a decade and a half ago will smith dies however if they adopt the ending that they should have done all along <laughs> in which case will smith survives here's why i get so fired up about the about the i am legend finale in the theatrical cut Uh, He blows himself up, gives the lady and her kid the cure so humanity can rid itself of these uh, zombie-like creatures and get back to the world that they knew. Pretty safe action story. And the alternate cut, the creatures are not monsters. The actual monster is Will Smith's character. Those creatures were never trying to hurt or kill him. They're just the next stage of human evolution and they are the new norm. Will Smith is clinging on to the past and he has abducted one of them. So they're just trying to get their person back. Will Smith realizes that he's the bad guy the whole time and gives back the creature going, Oh, I just have to accept that this is the new norm, that these are the new people of the world and I'm the monster That they hide from, not the other way around. That's so much more profound. That's a much better introspective ending going, holy crap, that's really deep and interesting. As opposed to, I'm going to blow myself up like Randy Quaid in Independence Day, another movie that I was in. Like, I don't get it. My worry is he's going to stay dead and he'll show up in video it's like i left video diaries from when i was alive and michael b jordan's going to find his lab or something like that
1: I yeah but like even with that ending like it doesn't make sense for for will smith to be around like n- neither ending make it possible for him to be around or make sense for because if he has that realization why would he then i don't know decide to still just like not saying he take his life but like why would you still be that like, human then? Or whatever that, our version of human... I don't know. It's just something so complicated. All that to be said, a sequel doesn't make sense. Um, Hancock 2 is, is, would be much more interesting. Um, Especially in this age of superhero movies! Yeah. Just wouldn't be so much more interesting. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't I don't, I don't, I don't, know, man. I, I will say, like uh, the the guys in the group chat that I that I'm a part of, uh, we're making fun of this very hard. So,
0: <laughs> understandably so. so. It's a stupid idea, and they should be ashamed of their stupidity.
1: Yes, they should.
0: As per usual, this episode is sponsored by TeePublic Public, where you can get all your Uncharted Media merch needs. Whether it's whether it's t shirt mugs, notebooks, stickers, hoodies for the summer months, um, wherever you want with Uncharted Media Designs on them, that's where you can go. Check it out. And as always, thanks for checking out the stuff. And our discussion this week is on something that I hate just as much as Bob Chapek, and that's saying something. And that's the Motion Picture Association It used to be of America. I think it's just the Motion Picture Association yeah. now basically the people that rate movies, and rate them horribly, for lack of any other words. They're very subjective. If you ever really look into how movies get the ratings that they do, whether it's PG-13, R, G, it's incredibly subjective. It's very much a case of do as I say, not as I do, type of thing. Of like, well, why is this okay, but the exact same thing happens in this movie, and it's not okay, but it's... We're going to get into it. So, these movies are not necessarily bad movies. A lot of these movies I like. Some of these, it's just... The classification is wrong. Whether it's uh, a PG-13 movie that should have been R. An R-rated movie that should have been PG-13. Or even some G movies. G and PG movies that have no business being G and PG movies. Um... Yeah, it's, I don't like the MPAA, but I'm looking forward to this discussion topic. Josh, It's crazy, Josh had an man. interesting journey with this one. Of, like, he kind of questioned it when I first pitched it to him. He thought we were going to be talking about, like, Rotten Tomatoes ratings and like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like actual, like, BG13 and R stuff. He's just like, all right. And then as soon as he starts looking into it, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stop on this.
1: Dude. Yes. It's, it was really crazy. Like, I mean, there's a lot of like stuff that we won't bring up to in this discussion just because I don't feel like we're qualified necessarily to talk about it, but, uh, like just some of the stuff the MPAA does, like, as far as like certain things are, are okay in this context, but not okay in this, in other contexts, it's just, it's so weird. Um, and like, we'll get into it, but there's certain things, certain things on this list that uh, do not belong on p, uh, on PG or G, and p- some of that is like uh, the R- PG thirteen rating. What didn't exist until nineteen eighty four. Yeah, so, so I mean, there is. That. So
0: we did put that, that caveat. We did put the caveat for this of another rating had to be available at the time. So you're not going to see like Temple of Doom on this list because Temple of Doom basically is the reason PG-13 exists. So any movie that like could have passed for PG-13 but PG-13 wasn't a thing at the time, we're just going to throw it out immediately cuz it with the times it would have been updated. Yeah. Um so yeah. there had to be another well, rating I mean, available at the time that would have been better suited for it.
1: In uh, to be fair though, like oh yeah, and like so like Let's start off then. Uh, we'll just, as an example, let's talk about Poltergeist real quick. Because for some reason, Poltergeist is PG. Um, <laughs> I still don't know why. I have no idea. I, I know a I lot of people that are traumatized say, by this
0: movie.
1: Yeah, like, I would go as far as as to say, like, I don't think, even at, probably at that time, it deserved to be, even if PG-13 was a thing, I think it should have been R, completely, I mean, there's a whole scene of a guy staring into a mirror and watching his face melt off. Like that's, it should not. Like I don't understand why it's PG at all. Um, yeah. Or, or in another example, would be uh, a little bit closer to the to our little our line of PG thirteen would be Airplane was PG. Um, you know that scene with a full funnel, like randomly in the middle of nowhere.
0: It's not full-frontal. It's close to it. But, see, Airplane, I I thought about Airplane, but at the same time... If PG-13 existed at the time, I think it would have been PG-13 besides that. Because there isn't swearing, really, in Airplane. It's mainly dad jokes. It's just that one part that, like, if you're watching the TV version, I'm sure it's not even in there. Um, Yeah, Airplane, I don't know if I would have gone the R rating. Um,
1: One that I forgot. I I definitely think it deserves the PG-13.
0: One that I forgot to put on my list that is similar to your Poltergeist. Uh, probably because there's been talks that Poltergeist is secretly directed by this guy too, Steven Spielberg. Uh And I'm talking about Jaws is PG. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. I'm not as strong on my convictions on this one as I am about Poltergeist. Like, Poltergeist is... Why is that PG? That's yeah. a straight-up horror movie. It's a it's a... Eh, I don't particularly love it as a horror movie. But that's a horror movie. That's actually pretty scary. Jaws, I can kind of see the PG, but there's mm-hmm. severed body parts and it's just it's a darker tone overall so i think it would have been a little extreme for an r but i think it's also extreme for a pg so like if there's a middle ground starting the catalyst for a pg13 down the line um mm-hmm. i got a couple
1: yeah cuz uh mm. cuz airplane is was uh 1980 1980 so like 4 years before they put in the uh pg-13 rating so like all these are kind of like really close to that line of like a time when they really really started needing uh a p- another rating which uh that will definitely be i think reflected here um once we get into it well what did you want to kick off uh, with?
0: i've got a couple horror movies that usually okay. yeah usually yeah, yeah. horror has an R-rated stigma, and horror fans will, like, kind of push up their glasses at any PG-13 horror, even though there's been a slew of really good PG-13 horror. Like, Happy Death Day mm-hmm. uh, is PG-13 and Proud. I think Hellfest is PG-13. I don't know. I know everybody, not everybody loves Hellfest. I enjoy it quite a bit, uh, just because it's a haunt-based movie. Um, However, there's one horror movie that's PG-13 that I still, to this day, have no idea why insidious holy crap how is insidious (laughs) pg-13 but the conjuring is r which it's weird because i
1: think you can do those in tandem you
0: swap them the conjuring is the one where no one dies and that's r but insidious there's actual death and that's pg-13 the only thing that dies in the conjuring is the dog which maybe that's what makes it r i don't know but either (laughs) the conjuring should be pg-13 or Insidious should be R. That I don't understand the difference here. Like Insidious is probably one of the ter- most terrifying PG-13 movies I've ever seen. Like that's actually scary. And you can have movies be rated R just for the sheer terror of it. I'm pretty sure the Conjuring is R for sheer terror. Whatever that means besides just marketing purposes, but I I really do not understand how Insidious the at least the first one. The sequels kind of lose it a little bit and kind of get. I don't want to say oh, too yeah. commercial, oh, yeah. but it's it's the horror trend. Too yeah, see- no, they
1: absolutely, no, absolutely say that. Like <laughs> absolutely say they get commercial it's, horror.
0: <laughs> it's a horror sequel. What do you expect? But it's hideous. It's just like
1: yeah,
0: poop or get off the pot. Like come on now.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of like. And I think that was the catalyst for me because, like you had said that when we first started talking about, it because you, uh, for those that don't know, Josh is always uh pretty slow on his research. Um, but I get it. Get I get it done, and that's what matters. Um, <laughs> like the and, kid that does their <laughs> homework
0: on like nine o'clock Sunday night.
1: Yes, <laughs> oh, that was that was that was me. Uh, that was me in college anyway. But you got your more.
0: homework done in college.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> from sophomore year on. <laughs> but um yeah like it it was interesting that like it is like that as a i think there's that the idea of like a hard pg-13 and a soft r um to the point like we could talk about and i'll kind of segue this a little bit um about king kong king kong skull island and the idea that the mpaa is fine with bodies being completely ripped apart as long as they're not human um because like there's actual like there's parts in that movie where king kong literally takes one of the the skull walkers or whatever they're called
0: spine out and
1: tears it and yeah uh, completely in half there's also scenes where whole bodies are eaten by these things there's that scene where the giant spider puts his leg through someone's mouth and this thing is a pg-13 movie uh, obviously, just so they could mass market it, and it's from a from a major studio. Just like uh, how violent a lot of those deaths are, should have been an like at least a soft R, I would think. Like, just it, it's so weird. It's because it's definitely it's a big budget movie, and it's from a big studio, uh, and most of the deaths are not necessarily the human. You don't necessarily. It's just like it's such like skirting the law lo- i wouldn't doubt in the, the whole process of like how they start to rate movies is so weird i wouldn't doubt if the first draft of the script got an r rating and they're like all right cool we'll just back off a little bit on the actual stuff that you see and then we'll get a pg-13 but like that's all that stuff is definitely still there in king kong skull island they
0: got a pg-13 because of all the helicopters if you, if you ever yes. look it up just Jordan Roberts, the director, and helicopters. That's this weird like hill that he'd be like, you want to see King Kong fight with helicopters? So I put helicopters <laughs> in the movie, we're going was that a problem? Okay, I Okay. This. sure. Um, I'm watching because I'm not like willing to die for it. But Alien yeah. versus Predator, the first one, is rated PG-13 yeah. only because the blood in the movie is green. It is an incredibly violent movie, mm-hmm. but since they changed the color, again, it's super weird with the if Just change the color. It's fine. It makes it okay if the blood is neon green as opposed to red. Because swap out um, the green for red. And Alien vs. Mm-hmm. Predator is absolutely an all rated movie. It's still more tame than some other Alien and Predator movies, but that's definitely an all rated movie. So I'm going... Uh, I've got another horror one, one of my favorite horror sequels, but even now I'm going, did we really need an R rating for this? Because there's nothing that (laughs) gives it an R rating except for the god-awful CG mask in that one shot, and I'm talking about Halloween H2O. This is absolutely Mm. a PG-13 movie. This is like the lowest body count of a Halloween movie, probably since the original, if not the lowest. I think there's only like... Four people that die in H2O. Um, it's not particularly bloody. The only real violent part, actually, is when the girl's foot gets crushed by the dumbwaiter. And then you see a little bit of blood there and you see her boyfriend's neck a little open. But even then, it's not like gashing blood. You see it very, very briefly, and then they turn to the head away. Even when Michael Myers gets straight up decapitated, there's no blood. It's like the prop mask just gets popped off type of thing. Like... It's not particularly mm-hmm. violent. There's no sex. There's no language, I don't think. I think there might Yeah, there's like one or two F bombs. That's about it. But it's very much a PG13 movie that I think just because it's a Halloween movie got the R rated. Like it's yeah. as much as I love H2O, it's definitely one of the tamer sequels that they've done. It's there's not mm-hmm. a lot of hardcore material in it. I I still love it, but it should not be R.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. um Speaking of things that shouldn't be R, pirates, uh, and I think that's what like so. It's so interesting to have this conversation of stuff that shouldn't be R. Like, if I told you that the Matrix was R, would you be surprised? Yes, no,
0: I wouldn't be. I think I I will really? stick to my guns on that one. That the Matrix should still be R.
1: Interesting. I've seen a lot. Okay, of, I'm curious. So I've seen
0: like, a lot of articles about that. They're just like, if the Matrix came out today, the Matrix would be PG thirteen and going. Would it though? Because minus some blood, it's still very Rambo slash Die Hard esque of very excessive violence when it chooses to use it. It doesn't have as much violence as I remember, but when it does, it still goes pretty hard. The sequels, yeah, I... the sequels could pass PG thirteen except for that one um scene and the the rave, and I'm going, why is this a thing here? Um. Mm-hmm. also i feel like the first one has some language that
1: that one no it's very very minimal. really it's not no more yeah no more nowhere bleh. like pg-13 level language it's literally just there for the because they shut they shoot cops I'm, it's quite literally the only reason it's rated r huh. is because it is because uh the people that they're shooting are cops it has nothing to do with the violence itself which is so weird. Like, if that, like for your reasoning, I completely agree. They do kind of, especially, and when they get into that hallway scene where they sh- just shoot them up, like, yeah, that is absolutely excessive violence. But like, the reason it's R is because the people involved are cops, even though they're kind, of, they're actually more like security guards. But
0: uh, yeah, they probably are security, and even all, then. they're simulations.
1: Yeah, it's and so it's like it's 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 such a weird like line to to draw on there um especially or like stuff like boyhood which the only reason it's rated R I mean there's some there's some language but nowhere no nowhere near like the regular amount that would be in a PG13 movie it's only rated R because you have tween boys looking at a lingerie catalog. Well, also,
0: doesn't he smoke a joint at one point? And people are like, you can't have a joint! I'm going,
1: are you serious? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Again, that's... We're making this movie about... I mean, this is boyhood, too. Like, boyhood was, like, an accomplishment. Like, they filmed these actors over 12 years. So it's like... This movie is about growing up. And the people that the movie is for can't go see it because they've made it rated r which is like doesn't make sense at all um it's i i don't understand um why it's r. uh there's the one that I'm, I'm gonna make an argument for and i should definitely i'll definitely kind of like go back and watch it but um just to be sure uh i think hunger games has has a pretty solid argument to actually be r um especially since i don't know they literally snap a kid's neck on sc- on screen and you see it happen it's not like they you don't he doesn't walk up to the character and it pans back pans away and you then you hear the snap no like he legit grabs the head and snaps the kid's neck on screen it's like um that 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 shouldn't have happened like been shown okay yeah the whole concept for hunger games the
0: whole concept for hunger games kids killing kids is not pg-13 material
1: no it is not like hey you know hey this this works this is fine we should teenagers can watch this but they can't watch um a a kid grow up and experience actual life situations and complex situations in boyhood no that's not allowed
0: boyhood let's talk (laughs) about boyhood From Red Later Media. Uh, (laughs) You talked about Boyhood being a really well-made movie that's really just R because of some language. Let's talk about the OG version of that. The one that kind of sparks the debate all the time with our rating system's bogus. And that's with The King's Speech starring Colin Firth. This is like the go-to answer every single time of people going, What's a movie that shouldn't be rated R? The King's Speech. Because... If I remember correctly, it's only really one scene in particular that has language Mm -hmm. in it. So, basically, the king's speech is a a ruler that gets nervous speaking in front of a microphone. And the only way he can calm himself is by swearing. So, his speech coach just lets him go on a swearing tirade for one scene just to get it out of his system.
1: Like, really? Is that Mm -hmm. R-worthy? I don't get it. It's not, yeah, because it's like it's not directed at anybody. It's not like really like, "quote unquote" offensive swearing. Uh, uh, I don't know how to describe that. But like, yeah, he's literally just cussing to cuss because of the certain situation, and it doesn't. The the MPAA was just like, yeah, it's five minutes of cussing, so R.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I remember when it came awards season, and I'm, I kind of wonder if there's, it's gonna sound weird, but if they. Gave it the R rating because sometimes, at least from my perception, R-rated movies get more prestige because it's more mature. It's for adults, so it gets the R rating. Yeah. You get, you see more nominated movies in that ballpark of R than anything else. I think it's just because it's quote-unquote for adults. King's Speech, I don't know if I would have given that an R. I definitely think it's PG-13 and just let it be known. Brief, strong language. Like it's not excessive. It's not like Wolf of Wall Street, where it's every, like, what seven seconds or something. In Wolf of Wall Street, there's a
1: swear. Which, like, I don't want to talk about Wolf because you'd have to get really nitpicky with it. But like, that should not be R. It should be NC. I was about to say that should be NC seventeen. That doesn't. That that rating doesn't exist. Allegedly, it does for
0: specific movies. Oddly enough, most yeah, of them yeah. with Ryan Gosling, because um, Blue Valentine's NC seventeen, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it What's is, it? What it is, is it is with crazy. blue movies being NC seventeen? Blue is the warmest color, and Blue Valentine both are mm-hmm. NC seventeen. Blue's Clues the movie NC seventeen. Man.
1: <laughs> well, we know why. I, I don't want to get into. Well, it, we know like why blue is them. the
0: warmest color is NC seventeen, but we're not going into that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you know if. Mm-mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> geez, I th- like that whole reasoning just like annoys. The uh, uh, see, me. Now, but, I hey, don't
0: think it's, I don't think it's the reason you're thinking of. I think it's, I think blue is the warmest color. Absolutely deserves NC 17. Even if it was too, we're not going to go into it, but I think it, in the yeah. context, doesn't matter who the two people are. That's NC Seventeen.
1: Of how how I mean, much it yeah. lingers. It is a pro, yeah. It is a prolonged scene. <laughs> I agree. But I think I think you can make the argument that if it was uh, different people involved in the scene, I think it. Would I don't know. It's still very long. NC Seventeen. I don't know. We'll see. We shall but, never um, know. Let's talk about some G movies. Should shall we? Yes.
0: Looking at you, Disney.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so um. Why is Hunchback on <laughs> Notre Dame G? Hellfire. G-rated um... <laughs> material.
0: Hellfire. That's a great song. This girl doesn't love me. I wish she would rot in hell. A family picture. Like, come on. Or a man that's literally God. ostracized and abused in the street. That's a G
1: movie. On... Oh, dude. There's just... And the thing is, I know it's Disney. Um... I would push like you could I mean th- the argument for it to be PG is there like it needs to be PG not G I'm going to go f- farther and say it needs to be PG-13 really? like that yes um, the way that they they dr- <laughs> the way that they draw Esmeralda in a lot of these scenes is like that shouldn't she shouldn't move like that in a children's movie disney use uh, the excuse hellfire. of she's a gypsy yeah which is problematic yeah i remember like, disney
0: got in a flack uh, even back oh, then for that
1: i just oh god and like the hellfire song which is basically like she's going to have sex with me or she will die um mm, 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 mm. um some like literally, that's the same guy killing somebody on the steps of the church, the same guy, um, experiencing moments of of hell. Like you can't, I uh, there's to me there's no reason for it to not go all the way to PG thirteen just on content and context alone. The-
0: the finale when it's hunchback versus Frollo exactly. when Frollo basically falls to hell, like everything is on fire around them. Like that's mm-hmm. some dark imagery. Yeah, a hunchback how? Like, did you want to sell toys? I know this movie did not do well, and it's probably because of pissed off parents going, We expected a G movie, and we got this really, really dark thing. Now I got another Disney one that I'll I'll be honest. I never liked Hunchback as a kid. This one, I did love. And I still love to this day. But looking back on it, I'm going, mm, G might be a little too generous. This should be a PG movie. The original Mulan. that That's <laughs> very violent, actually. Your whole narrative is about war and battles. She literally kills hundreds of men with an avalanche. But then that great scene with, how many men does it take to send a message? one and then shoots the arrow like granted we don't see the guy die but the implications are there enough you're going oh jesus or um <laughs> bad guy's terrifying even with his weird eye problems um well definitely should have been a pg movie not like a, not because it had any like edgy content that wouldn't make it unfit for g but it's just violent it's an actual sword fight in several times in the movie Um, yeah, it's a PG, not a hard PG, but definitely not G material.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's, and a lot of these like, excuse me, are like, there's no, like the core line should definitely be PG 13. That's
0: terrifying.
1: Yeah, it is absolutely terrifying. Um, Beetlejuice is PG.
0: When did Beetlejuice, that was after 84, that was like 86.
1: Yeah, that was eight. There's 88. an egg bomb in Beetlejuice. So should, and y- yeah, there's a mm, there's a lot of things in Beetlejuice. Nice um, model. Hmm. <laughs> like, ex- also, the whole implication of Beetlejuice detonate. as a
0: character is kind of mm, questionable.
1: Yeah. Let me yeah. marry Lydia. Yeah, going, exactly. Mm. Dude, this should be PG thirteen at the very least, or at least a soft R. Like, go I know Ghostbusters uh. is
0: PG, but I think that was around the same time PG thirteen was being created, yeah. so I give that a pass. But that should
1: be PG thirteen. Yeah, I'll give it a a little bit. Um, Babe is G, and that has like the whole movie is about animals questioning their mortality.
0: Is it <laughs> is it Babe or is it Babe Pig in the City? There's there's that terrifying scene with um the butcher that like scarred kids for life. I think that was the first Babe.
1: I'm pretty sure it's Babe. Yeah, I think I'm so. Cause sure. Babe
0: Pig in the City is a little more lighthearted. Um,
1: yes, it is. But yeah, like, w- w- what is happening? Um, so, and I think this is the one that got me on this whole list that like really made me be like, wait, what? Um, so if I told you, hi, I'm going to take you to this great movie. It's about some astronauts that, you know, go into deep space and their AI turns on them, trapping them in space, uh, effectively murdering them.
0: Oh God. Apollo Um, 18. (laughs) Don't watch (laughs) that movie. It's so boring.
1: Uh, Um, why is 2001 a space odyssey? G? Um, like, I know, okay, okay, the issue with the ratings is they're built with kids in mind. That is the reason. They're built with kids in mind. I'm not gonna show children a movie with very complex philosophical and space themes, like, Okay, so the issue is this is done way, way before PG thirteen was put into play, into place, and I don't think there's anything that necessarily would make make it R. No, especially when like you have PG... like, movies like Poltergeist getting PG. Um, this should at the very least get PG. Like I just the rating system was so weird back then. Like it just I, I, it's hard to argue. That because like if Poltergeist is getting G, PG, then it it does make sense for 2001 and a Space Odyssey to get no. b- to get G, but God, it's like it's so weird. Well, back
0: then it was much more hard and fast of like G is for everyone, kind of G is mostly the family. It's like the G and PG, and the PG back then was the PG thirteen and beyond, and R was. Hard and fast Terminator type. You're only seeing this if you're an adult. So, but yeah, even then, 2001 A Space Odyssey is not what I think of when I think of a G movie. No. Similar movie from around that sim- same time period. Also, I don't believe should be G, but I'll give the interesting caveat. This movie should be G if you're watching the TV version of it josh might know where i'm going with this because the theatrical version of this is absolutely pg and that's willy wonka and the chocolate factory why is this movie g when you literally have the tunnel that opens the gates of hell with like decapitated chickens and live insects crawling on people's faces There's no way, earthly way of knowing which direction we are rowing. Is it raining? Is it pouring? Is a hurricane a blowing? (laughs) (laughs) Not a speck of light is showing.
1: Not a speck of light (laughs) is showing.
0: So the danger must be growing. But there's certainly no no signs that they're slowing.
1: (laughs) what is this evolving into <laughs> <laughs> what is happening i have <laughs> I,
0: seen this movie I, way too many times yeah that's it's my nightly work. ritual yeah, no, don't like, you I, know like
1: <laughs> but that definitely should not be g like and not even just for like that 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 scene like you literally have him blowing up Like, this girl into, like, this giant balloon, basically. And you're like, yeah, just squeeze the juice out of her. Like, what? Like you don't see it, but, like, the implications are there. Like, see, like, that girl goes down to the trash chutes. And he's like, yeah, she's probably gonna get burned up. Oh, well. Like, wait, what? No, 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 no. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah. Oh,
0: my gosh. I I feel like there might be one or two, like, adult jokes in it, but nothing too bad but yeah that if you're watching the tv version that's g because the tv version and basically any release since like the original and the blu-ray whatnot if you're watching the theatrical version has like cut out that tunnel scene and kind of rightly so it's not in the book it has no real place in the movie it's just kind of there it's like a baby tim burton just came on set was like hey can i do a scene sure kid why not here we go <laughs> I don't, I don't get that Everybody tunnel.
1: buckle up! Yeah,
0: buckle the heck up! Because also, why are there no seatbelts on that boat? Then again, boats don't really have um, seatbelts as often. Yeah, like yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so yeah. one that Josh and I both love that kind of has a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory vibe to it because it's very, I don't want to say kid friendly, but it has a, it's not a kid friendly movie, but it has a kid friendly aesthetic and has very fairy tale mm. and ish like a kid's book feel to it is the grand Budapest hotel. Why is this movie? Yes, R? Okay, Why is this movie rated R? Yes. There is a painting of a person that's naked, but that's, that's about the extent of it. That's like the catalyst of the story is no, it's boy with apple that gets stolen. But that artist did another painting. Mm. Um, That's about it. There's like some violence. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum loses his fingers. That's a, it's not overly violent, it's not bloody. There's not a lot of violence to it. It's Grand mm-hmm. Budapest definitely should be PG-13 as well as some other um Wes Anderson movies. French Dispatch, that's our sure. I have not oh, absolutely. I have not seen Life Aquatic with <laughs> Steve Zissou in a while to remember all the details. But that might also pass for PG-13. I'm trying to remember if there's anything too bad with it
1: the 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 life aquatic that i remember was definitely not r <laughs> like there's no way like, it in is comparison r. to what, the, what else is out here no i know okay that's what I'm saying. I, see like, i haven't this, seen like, in a while to is remember
0: is all the details with it
1: yeah uh, same but like it's still just like from what i remember there was nothing like alarming nothing more than what would what would be in like moonrise kingdom which has an underage girl in her underwear like that's life aquatic mm, is rated r know. just
0: for the sheer sexiness of Owen wilson and bill murray in wetsuits that's that's what it is with (laughs) amazing radios on their heads going don't
1: don't forget william defoe willem willem (laughs) willem willem um but like yeah like uh i would say even um fantastic mr fox is only pg and like i'm pretty sure that they chop chicken's heads off in that film Like, (laughs) it's weird. So, like, I, but I'm pretty sure it's only PG. It gets to pass because it's a uh, quote unquote animated movie. Yeah, you can get away with a lot more animated stuff. Uh, Yeah. Like, uh, um, I don't know if you remember The Last Unicorn, where they had that uh, tree that had massive boobs. (laughs) Grandmother Willow? With. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I don't like that implication. my life, obviously. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I just it's just so odd. Yeah, the fact that Grand Budapest Hotel is R is really, really weird, and I think part of that is attributed to like something you said earlier, and that like movies that are that get the R rating are considered for. um for awards and stuff like that more often because you're mature and you're cool
0: so in that case maybe um, maybe Titan- Moneyball should have been rated R instead because then it would have won some stuff Moneyball got robbed! You deserve deserved more awards yes it Moneyball's did Moneyball's so yes, good
1: did. um why is Titanic PG-13
0: because James Cameron I, probably I, bribed the right people
1: I it's got it's literally full frontal Literally, there's dead bodies everywhere in the last third of that movie. There's pretty decent amount of violence. Um, not a lot of cussing. Um, there's smoking and drinking for sure though. Which okay, like what can is... I get
0: on the smoking soapbox here? When did that like just yes. automatically make something like PG 13 or R? Like I know as a society we're trying not to have kids smoke as much. That's a yeah, noble yeah, yeah, quest. Yeah. But why does that immediately up the rating of something? Like, I have seen in ratings going for violence, some language, and mild smoking. I'm going,
1: why? Why? Yeah. (laughs) I don't get it. I
0: agree. I remember when, was it strange? I think season three came out. They're like, just be careful, people. There's some smoking on this. I'm going, oh, (laughs) Steve's head might get taken off.
1: But Hopper with a cigar. oh boy yeah that's the issue yeah <laughs> i'm with you though but like this is definitely like i'm trying i'm going by the mpaa's quote-unquote rules um because there, there's obviously no actual structure to this um titanic should definitely be r um but then again not a lot of people would have not as many people would have seen it if it was r because it's not a good movie
0: um bingo <laughs> I think also you got to think that PG-13 is much more commercial. More people can see it. It is. Um, Perfect segue for me. Here's where I'm going to get people mad at me. Both The Dark Knight and The Batman with Robert Pattinson should both be rated R. And the reason they're not is because studios want to make money. I think they both firmly should be R-rated. More so The Batman than The Dark Knight. Um, yeah, I I love both movies, but they're R rated material. Like, sure, it's not as explicit as some other R rated things, but the subject matter and how it approaches them is R rated for sure. And the reason that they're not is because if they were R rated, Warner Bros wouldn't make as much money. So I think the MPAA took that into consideration. Because in the UK, it actually has an all rating, like. So kids yeah. under a certain age can't see the Robert Pattinson Batman. They was even put up for appeal. They lost the appeal, and it still has that rating. It is a dark movie. It's... Well, also, visually, it's very dark. But, like, Riddler in this movie is basically akin to Jigsaw, almost, in terms of the traps that he has. Granted, they don't fully execute it <laughs> like um, Jigsaw would, like, the full effect of it. But both movies yeah. are very R-rated, I think. Just, they're the the softer R's, but I think the reason yeah. that they have the PG-13 Which rating is because so... they're like, well, they're comic book movies, until like, Logan and Deadpool came around and were like, you can have mainstream R-rated movies. And I know before y'all get at me, I know Blade was R before and whatnot, but mm-hmm. I think with Batman, people still kind of go, well, this is our cash cow. We've got to make this PG-13. I know Joker was R, but that's not a main Batman movie. That's his own separate thing. I, <laughs> The Batman and the Dark Knight both, I think, should be soft R's, not hard PG-13s.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, the like Dark Knight, I can definitely ha- find the argument to be a soft R. I mean, the Joker legit puts a pencil through somebody's forehead. um, Like that, come on. Like, that's... Whatever. But, um... It, it's so weird, especially let's like bring up Deadpool. Um, we're all up in our, you know, uh, w- these movies need to have different ratings, blah blah blah. But then you get stuff like that happens with Deadpool, where parents just don't pay attention to the rating at all and take their kids to see this movie to see Deadpool, and then they get all they mad about it.
0: Like, did you not watch the yeah, rating like,
1: here? It's literally rated R, and you're taking your. 11-year-old child yeah if so it was pg-13 like,
0: and parents got mad i don't understand but it was r that's yeah, on you guys
1: it's r and, and and like not knowing at all anything about deadpool you didn't look up deadpool you didn't you didn't look up the content at all okay it's got
0: marvel's cool. name in front so of it it's so like, means it's okay
1: yeah. yeah and it just like it just adds more fuel to the fire that the mpaa is saying we uh we do this for the parents like we are the parents' point of view. No, you're not. Shut up. That's not that's not the case uh, at all. Because like, um, how is Anchorman PG thirteen and not R when it has ex- very explicit sexual? That's window? true. I
0: was about to say they only have that one swear, like one of the best swears ever. Which someday, someday mm-hmm. on yeah, the pod, we but... might have to do the best <laughs> one use f bombs in PG thirteen movies because Anchorman yes, is I up agree. there as well as uh, X Men. First class, um, yeah. Yes. But Anchorman does as much as we love Anchorman, and I feel like a certain generation that's still there. It's gonna say blast, sound blasphemous, but older generations, hear me out. I feel like f- for our generation, Anchorman is to us what Monty Python and the Holy Grail was to an older generation in terms of this is the most quoted movie of a specific era mm-hmm. of. I felt it's, like I knew. Yeah. 90% of the movie before I even watched it because everyone else in my class quoted it so much and looking back junior higher should not be quoting Anchorman to each other Um no. what does San Diego mean no.
1: <laughs> yeah I mean they like that they throw a dog off of a bridge they, if it was a cat like, that's PG-13 so... if that's yeah, a cat exactly.
0: actually
1: it's G yeah <laughs> completely acceptable like stuff like that but like in comparison um kung fu hustle is rated r yeah really which is like yeah because of 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 uh stylistic violence but like it's not stylistic in that there's a lot of gore it's just like i would say this without it's, it's stylized because it's Kung Fu violence.
0: I would laugh is so only... hard if the original film version that Kung Fu Hustle takes the movie from is PG. Because Kung Fu Hustle is just recycled footage. I would laugh. Yes. Uh,
1: no, that's... Uh, oh, i think thinking um, of something else. Kung Fury. Kung Fury is... No, is... what's the one
0: where they superimpose yeah, the guy's... Kung Fu
1: Hustle is the one...
0: What's the one where they superimpose the guy into the movie? Where he fights the cow. And that's
1: that's Kung Fury. That's Kung No, Fury. Kung
0: Fury is that short movie. Wait. Hold on.
1: It's not Kung Fu Hustle. I'll I think it is
0: Kung Fu Hustle. Um,
1: no, Kung, Kung Pao. Isn't the, it Kung Pao? The, the, Kung Pao. There yeah, it Kung Pao is Pao's the one where they superimpose yes, the guy
0: Pao. into the movie. I would laugh at Which that. I'm curious. I would laugh if that got an R rating oh. and its original movie is PG. It would be like... Adding a white guy makes it R. I mean, um,
1: adding a white guy makes it PG.
0: Oh come on, where are I you? I got two more, Josh. How many more you got? It's he's in his own? um, how many more you got? Um, I
1: have three. Oh, I got perfect. Three. Sorry, I was, I was just-
0: i'd be know. curious if they check, if they're the yeah, same i was checking out
1: uh <laughs>
0: just no, watching it on your... <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah uh so let's talk about sucker punch
0: not um, on my list I'm this pretty... is Go, okay
1: it's interesting that it, it, it it's interesting to do this in, in hindsight because sucker punch eventually got an r-rated cut um but it's PG-13 it's even though it's hypersexualized there's quite a there's quite a bit, bit of violence the content in of itself is uh pretty intense uh, we're talking about a movie where this girl creates a fantasy world inside of her head so that she doesn't have to be afraid to get lobotomized um yeah that's fine and then they actually lobotomize her at the end of the movie so um and you know, there's heavily, uh, heavy, heavy sexual assault themes throughout the entire film. Um, I, I just, I don't think this should have been PG-13 in the first place. Uh, it, it should have been R right off the bat. In fact, I was surprised to find out that it wasn't R. Um, and like, I feel like, especially at least nowadays, that line between th- PG-13 and R is so like so thin. Um, but at the same time, like. How is like how is that not R? I'm just the amount of hypersexual is it is it because it's uh, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. Never mind. It's, I'll get a cut on a soap it's, the soapbox with you. against the NPAA on, on sexual content. It's Zack
0: Snyder who really when all is said and done is an R rated director. Like Man of Steel's PG thirteen, yes. Batman versus Superman should have been R and did eventually get an R rated cut. We need an R-rated cut of *Legends of the Guardians: The Owls of Ga'Hoole*. We need an R-rated cut of that, please. Never forget that Zack Snyder made that movie.
1: Bro, I would. I'm absolutely down for an R-rated cut <laughs> of that. Josh is probably
0: one of the There's few people that remembers that movie.
1: I love. Of course that, you do. It's you animals fighting. Like <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> no. <laughs> no okay anyway just go into what you, you know, i long, still think don't batman versus
0: superman is, i could have passed as r but again it comes down to that batman and the dark knight thing of like but the commercial value
1: um which i i really think that if people saw about bat heard that batman v superman was r <laughs> ooh, excuse me. um wow my body disagreed um, I think more people would have seen it. I think more people would have been like more interested and be like, Oh, why is it R? Ooh, it's R like, for like, bad 80, storytelling. 13, almost, yes, yes, it is. Um, or restrictive storytelling. <laughs> Got him, really um, long
0: storytelling, yes, repetitive just, like, storytelling. All the R words. <laughs> <laughs> regretful remorseful really
1: sensical re, 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 no, it's not remorseful we know that um geez but yeah i think if, I, I think the idea that an r-rated movie doesn't get the mass it automatically means that there's no mass appeal i think is like a myth that well i'm not gonna say a myth because it has been kind of proven but at the same time i don't think it holds as much water as i think this movie industry thinks it does
0: yeah So another one that like got a lot of awards consideration that I really love this movie. Great directorial effort from Ben Affleck, but I don't know if it's already material is Argo. I love Argo, Mm. but there's no sex. There's no violence. There's very minimal language in it. It's just a very tense movie, like edge of your seat, uncomfortable in the best possible way maybe it's already because it's based off real events that happened, but
1: maybe, but that's not but fair. But
0: like, there's no gunfire really, there's no big action or violence, there's barely any language, and even when they do have language, it's really, really funny. Why Argo? Argo, F yourself. Like, that's a good line. Um, Argo absolutely, I think, could have fit in that PG-13 category a la Moneyball, but Again, I'm gonna say it. I think they wanted the awards consideration, and you get more quote unquote prestige with an R rating. I think Argo absolutely could have passed for a PG thirteen over an R.
1: Well, and that's what's so interesting because like um nineteen eighty four, that movie that you and I tote all the time, is PG thirteen, and that literally has someone jumping off out out of a window. When do we and ever talk about
0: nineteen eighty four?
1: We always talk about nineteen eighty
0: four. Are we thinking of the same are we isn't it are we thinking of Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four or nineteen eighty four uh, the post apocalyptic movie? We've never talked about that movie.
1: Wait, hold on. Hold on. Nineteen eighty four is the no, George the, Orwell book. <laughs> the no yeah, I'm like, sorry what no, are you talking um, about? That movie with, with uh John Cusack and Fourteen oh eight Jackson's there. God, Jesus! I'm, so, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Don't talk. That's to me. PG-13. <laughs> yes, it's PG-13. And it should but be. Literally has somebody. Yeah. Um, no. I I agree. 1984. Like, oh, I hate myself. I want to shoot Holy myself. Holy crap! Stop! No! 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 <laughs> no, no! Stop! That's stop, not stop. even close. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> i don't want to talk about it um (laughs) i I hate it too because i love that movie and i just like didn't okay so anyway um (laughs) god oh man um but like so there's a lot of the stuff that happens in that film and it's a tense movie there's a lot of like really psychological like stuff there's literally a ghost jumps out of a window kill to kill herself. There's like there's a bunch of stuff that happens in that movie, but that's PG thirteen. And Argo, where virtually nothing really ha- necessarily happens, is R, which doesn't make sense at all. I don't so care. I got one more, and it might be the same
0: one that Josh has. How many more you got, Josh? Probably not. Ah,
1: I got two. Well, Maybe I have one. Okay. Um, I have I have one technically because so. <sighs> I put this on the list and the more I thought about it, the more I was, I'm wrong. So chef is R
0: there's a lot of language and in chef, you know
1: how, it's a kitchen. Yeah. So yeah. anyone that's so worked in a kitchen like, knows that's <laughs> not an
0: R that's not a PG
1: 13 workplace, literally, literally my, my thought process was like, there's, there's not a lot of cussing in that movie. I don't know what you're talking about and then I guess like it's literally all in the kitchen scenes all in the kitchen yeah. scenes I think they said uh, I looked at the stats it's got 45 F bobs in the entire film it was like
0: it's just because uh, Josh has worked yeah. in the kitchen for so long that he's yeah, got mean. the kitchen filter yeah. ears that he just doesn't hear I'm that so anymore he's just so used to that environment now like for those that don't know oh. chef was like if chef and god of war could merge into one movie that would be Josh's citizen Kane right there oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, there's not a cooking mechanic in, in God of War in that shit than there should be. <laughs> Yet. We'll if Atreus we'll fails we'll a mission,
0: just s- throw him on the skillet.
1: Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. What are you eating yeah, there, yeah, Kratos? Maybe Amazon will throw Boy. that in. Boy. Maybe Amazon will throw that in, uh, since they're in the business of ruining series. series. Um, so... Wow, that was really cold. I don't, didn't really. Um, let's talk about Mel Brooks movies.
0: Men in Tights is PG-13. Um, I, I know think, that.
1: Yes. And so is Spaceballs, um, which I, no, P- Spaceballs is PG, which is uh, for its time. I, I, I go back and forth. For, its, it. time, for, for, for its time, I would give it a PG
0: yeah. if it came out nowadays is PG-13 because there's there's adult well it came did it come out
1: it comes out and yeah 80s. it comes out like it's like 80 it's late late Ooh,
0: then that's a pg-13 yeah
1: that that means because that's one absolutely. of my favorite comedies
0: but that's like, a pg-13 comedy there's definitely certain mel brooks movies that my parents let me see after a certain age as opposed to like yeah. pg when you're a kid you have more carte blanche to it um like as a kid yeah if you saw something got rated pg instead of pg-13 woohoo! i can see it like finding out that yep. nicholas cage's <laughs> national treasure was rated pg yeah
1: i can see it my man well that that should absolutely be pg-13 are you kidding no. me why should national treasure be rated pg-13
0: yeah.
1: uh it's per-
0: for intense situations intense amazing beautifulness of nicholas cage <laughs> And Riley. <laughs>
1: yeah. Th- there's no, nothing Peachy 13 like, in space- National
0: Treasure. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Fair. But, like, Spaceballs definitely should not be Peachy. No. Like, that is, no. there's no, there's no, 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 no. Like, like
0: the- there's one line the alone windows. of comb the desert. You found anything?
1: <laughs> Man, we ain't found. <laughs> that alone like, makes it Peachy 13.
0: Much I love come it. Like on, that's that's a yeah. PG-13 movie, not PG. That's a
1: yeah. I I and I. But that's not even like a mass appeal thing either. Like more people are. I, that doesn't mean making it PG-13. More people are are like that doesn't take it to a wider audience or anything like that. Like the people that went and saw this film would still have seen it at PG-13. Like come on, man. Like it's there's no reason for it to be PG. It just it needs to be high it's it's just crazy it's just, it's just so weird to me because it's like the the mpaa again we're back on this the mpaa just has no real rules at all yeah what's your last one?
0: Oh, you know my last one my know. last one i i fully just don't understand it harry potter and a half-blood prince the sixth harry potter movie yes okay Is PG for context, the fourth movie, the fifth movie, the seventh movie, and the eighth movie are all PG-13. The movies get progressively darker as they go along, but yet there's this one weird, happy-go-lucky, bright, cheery-eyed PG in the middle of Voldemort's rise to Ascension. The movie that has a creepy frickin' tunnel... And Cave, where they're trying to get a Horcrux. The movie where Dumbledore dies is PG. But the movies surrounding it, the movies sandwiching it, are PG-13. The scene where Harry does the... uh, Not Cruciatus. uh, Sectumsempra on... Malfoy. Dude. That's PG? Dude. Single-handedly almost did a successful double turn and made Malfoy a babyface and Harry a heel in that moment. That's PG. Dude. When Harry tries to murder Snape, that's PG. Don't say anything. I know you will, Josh, about wanting to murder Snape. But there's a lot of half blood prints that I'm going. This is okay for PG. But the four other movies surrounding this movie have to be PG-13. Nothing about Half-Blood Prince is stylistically that different from the other movies. Sure, there's a little bit more humor. I will still laugh my head off every single time of, um, Harry, sir, why are you out so late? <laughs> well, I'm going to go see Haggard. Well, you should be coming inside. Well, then, by all means, come along then, sir. Like, that's just Dana Radcliffe. That's not (laughs) Harry. That's just Dana Radcliffe being Dana Radcliffe. Like, there's a little bit more humor in Half-Blood Prince. There's a little bit more levity before things get real dark. But it's still a pretty dark movie with, you know, death and violence and some adult themes of, like, growing up. But for some reason, that's allowed to be PG.
1: I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. It is like the one of the funnier of of the series. Um, but it's really like, I, mean, I love when as soon as he takes uh, that luck potion, I literally am like, you're laughing pretty much most oh, of the yeah. time. Like the pin, the pincer's joke, the uh, like, <laughs> Harry, we had a plan. Yeah, I just, I wanted to go to Hagrid's. I like, I feel like it's the place to be like. what? <laughs> And and then it turns out to be the place to be of her as her character, but like it's just it's so, yeah. Like it is definitely really really dark. Again,
0: Um, he almost murders Malfoy. Yeah, in brutal
1: fashion. (laughs) He does, and the only thing that I think the, the never mind that's a story point, that's not a writing point, but like yeah, it there's no reason. Like, and the fact is, they show. Malfoy basically lying in a puddle of his own Malfoy's blood. Malfoy's like... bleeding out! It's PG! <laughs> <What>? That's... <laughs> nah, so what nah, you're nah. saying is, that. in funny.
0: that moment, Malfoy was on Borrowers Time. So what
1: we're Tom Felton was in the Borrowers. Really... No, no, I'm, I'm So was... Um... <laughs> okay,
0: weird side tangent with that, though. Malfoy was in the Borrowers... <laughs> So was yeah. Slughorn as his dad in that
1: movie? I'm going weird that this is the movie. Wow, you were... I haven't thought about the yeah, the borrowers. <laughs> that's about okay. Just to be a little just be redhead people here. Yeah, that's about the the the, the minuscule people who like quote unquote borrow yeah. thing.
0: I made a borrowers reference in 2022.
1: Next
0: thing you know, we're going to... What? Mouse Hunt? Oh, God. We're, we are never going to bring up Mouse Hunt on you this podcast. Bo- ever... We're never going to bring yeah. up Mouse yeah. Hunt on this mouse podcast. Hunts, but... No. No. No.
1: FPA is so, stupid. talk about Mouse Hunt. No.
0: <laughs> mouse Hunt should absolutely not be <laughs> yes, PG. <it> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> oh, absolutely any not. movie with christopher walken should not be pg of times
1: that they hit on women <laughs> the amount of times that they like grossly hit on women or like me- people are legitimately getting maimed is no pg on that one um i think all in all th- this is like definitely showing for us is uh nba (laughs) is stupid it needs to be (laughs) reworked has pretends like they they have standards and they have none um wonder
0: how deep their pockets are
1: um pretty deep because uh a lot of um larger studios will pay them to make their movies pg-13 so they get more commercial appeal Mm, um and i it's so sad because i don't even think i can say that and people were like oh that's an interesting conspiracy theory like that's just like there's so much Evidence to that.
0: Fact and the NPA that hates they, horror a
1: lot. Yeah. They hate horror. They hate gay people. They. <laughs> well, and I, I'm going to, I, I'm not going to get too much into it. Cause I don't think I'm necessarily qualified to have that conversation. Um, both in content and in just the amount of proof there is to that. Um, but like, it's just, God, there's so much that's obvious about like we we we, re, we represent the the parents' needs and the parents' desires and to blah 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 blah. But it's like, especially nowadays, it's definitely not. Mm-hmm. It is not anywhere close to what the average family deals actually deals with anymore. Um, and the fact that uh, <clears throat> you you have to live in L.A. to be a part of the MPAA is interesting. Um, yeah. Do you know no. that? You, you, you can, yeah. Josh yeah. actually a, has done his blog.
0: research this week.
1: Uh, yeah, I actually have. I wouldn't like looked up like a bunch of stuff about the MPA like, themselves, not just the movies, but like you, one of the requirements is, so it's so weird. They <clears throat> quote unquote have two year terms. So they switch the board out every quote unquote, every two years. And uh, you have to live in, in LA in order to be a part of the board. Um. yeah so
0: they're a that cult makes a lot of they're a cult that the... controls the movie industry
1: I wouldn't doubt it my friend like I just also like the fact that they're in LA makes a lot of the decisions decisions that they, they make even more questionable like there's no way what they... okay, whatever. LA
0: don't... people don't think that they have the world standards or anything LA people don't so live in weird. a bubble whatsoever no, not at all Outlaws, yeah. I love Ally. Yeah, well, what do you guys think? What are some movies that you think are completely misrated? <laughs> whether they should be PG 13 or should be RG, that should be PG, and vice versa. Let us know. We always like hearing from you guys. Important update there will not be a podcast episode next week. I'll be out of town, but there should be one when I return a week after that. Um. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube. Help us get to 700 subscribers by the end of the year. That's our main goal. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.